Welcome in everybody to another Aggies Daily Blitz for Monday, August 9th. Welcome into the show. Welcome to North Texas. We appreciate you tuning in wherever you are, however you are listening to the Aggies Daily Blitz, whether you are on your favorite podcast app, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Pandora, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts, we appreciate you tuning in. Make sure you're uh, subscribing, you're liking all of our episodes. Leave us a good review wherever you listen. And if you guys are watching the YouTube, I apologize. My face is still on it. Sorry, that's the way video works. Uh, But we appreciate all of you YouTubers watching our show. It is growing and growing massively by the day. And it is wonderful. We love to see those numbers increasing. Make sure you're sharing this, sharing the videos, sharing the episodes. And if you are on YouTube, make sure you like the uh, video. The episode video, make sure you subscribe. Click that little bell there so you get notifications when we do these things. And you can tune in immediately. And amaze your friends, amaze your wife, amaze your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your husband, whoever you are, and whatever you have next to you. With all of the information that you found out here today on the Aggies Daily Blitz. Uh, so the SCC and Texas A&M had the uh, media day here over the weekend at Kyle Field. And um, the media, we got to sit, sit down with the coaches. Uh, a lot of the players got a lot of real good information about what the coaches and the players are expecting out of 2021. Of course, as fans, we all have expectations, especially building on the success of last season. Uh, The eight-game winning streak to end the season, uh, the last six games winning by double digits, and just knocking on the door to that college football playoff. But they were stuck there. The Aggies were stuck there at number five and um, just couldn't get over the cusp with the national media. But there is reason reason for excitement. There's reason for anticipation of 2021 so we got to sit down with the coaches one by one a few of the players i thought we'd focus today on the uh, daryl dickey portion of the press conference uh, of course the offensive coordinator there for the texas a&m aggies football team uh some thoughts that he had going to 2020 21 of course we are paying close attention to the zach calzada versus haynes king quarterback competition and yes make no mistake it is absolutely a competition because as you will hear <laughs> from coach dickey I don't think they really know who they're going with or who's even potentially, you know, got the upper hand here at the, at the quarterback position because, uh, as you will hear from Coach Dickey, um, they're very, very similar quarterbacks with very similar athleticism and styles and strengths and weaknesses. But as you will as you will see in here, if you're watching the video, you'll see it. If you're listening only, you'll hear it. Uh, there's some distinct differences between the two that may be a – maybe help – them make the decision uh, with all of this. So let's get into Coach Dickey's press conference. Uh, it's only about 12, 13 minutes long. It's not too terrible. I've kind of cut it down for you guys, so it's not crazy long. But uh, let's uh, turn it over to Coach Dickey. Let's listen to what he had to say at Texas a and Media Day at Kyle Field over the weekend. Well, we feel like we've got a good situation there. Uh, both kids are very, very intelligent. Um, they've been able to be on the sidelines. Um and watch Kellen and get a little bit of playing time early in their career. Um, both of the kids are just great high character individuals. Um, their differences a little bit, um, you know, and they're kind of slight. Um, they're both athletic. Haynes is probably one of the best athletes pure on the whole team, but Zach has also got some athletic ability of his own. Um, Zach may be one of the best just throwers of the ball that I've uh, worked with. Um, when you watch him out, 
warming up one-on-one throwing routes and things like that he's just he's a very gifted thrower Haynes also is a very gifted thrower um, they're both very competitive um, and you know it's it's kind of a, a situation where they're they're unique in a in, in a lot of areas um, but then they've got a couple of little differences um, um, Zach is going to probably be a lot better in the pocket for his game. Haynes is going to be a guy that can really extend plays and probably keep the defense a little um, more honest or um, probably a little more scared with uh, his ability to, to make plays with his feet. But, um, you know, they've both um, been in our system. They understand all of the offense. We don't have to start the season off necessarily thinking we've got to taper way back or tone it way back from what we were doing with Kellen. Um, obviously, they're they're both yet still young and don't have a ton of playing experience, but um, um, we expect them to go out and, and, and compete, which is what they're doing in camp and is what we're, we expect them to do this fall. And, and, and you know, one thing you got to guard with a new quarterback, in my opinion, is the feeling that they've got to make every play and everything's all on their shoulders. They have to do their job, uh, make the plays that are there when they present themselves, execute and run the offense. That's where Kellen became a big time quarterback is in his final year. He knew this offense as well as anybody in the building other than Jimbo and those two, you know, there would be plays that they were talking about um, between series that they're totally on the same page and, and Kellen was knowing what to expect before the play was even called and what we were looking for. And that's what we hope these two young men will get to at some point. Uh, they're not there yet, but they are working in, in that direction. And, and we're pleased with where they're at so far, but we understand that, you know, um, we're playing with a new quarterback. Let's stay in the back and go to Mike Lucas from KX. Hey, Coach, Mike Lucas, KX TV. Yes, sir. How unique of a talent is Anaya Smith? And when you have a guy that can create mismatches all across the field, how much more fun does that make your job as an offensive well, mind? Well, the, the biggest thing about it, and it was kind of um, funny that you brought it up, you know, when we went, played in the Texas Bowl two years ago is, is where this all started. And we had six scholarship running backs to begin the season and going into the practices for that bowl game, we only had one, Isaiah Spiller. So what are we were faced with, what are we gonna do in case something happens to him? Or what are we gonna do if we wanna line up in two backs? Well, so we asked Anias during bowl practice to, to play some running back during that game. And as he got over there and started doing some things and, and felt comfortable um, as a staff, um, mostly Coach Fisher, he said, you know, we can put him in the game and run our running back, two back running plays, and then without substituting, put him in the slot and run a one back offense and him be an effective receiver. And, you know, that does a lot to a defensive coordinator because you ask any of them in the country, they call their defenses based on the personnel that's in the game. And so when Anias is in the game, they don't really know, okay, are they gonna line up in a two-back formation or are they gonna line up in a one-back formation? And the ability to do that um, gets us a lot of um, uh, 
plays against the matchups or the defenses we want. I think you saw us last year when we had a good running game against Auburn that some of the game uh, we were lining up in two backs under center with uh, Isaiah at fullback and Anias at tailback. And so they've got their basic one back defense out there or their so-called nickel defense. So it's a it's a unique, unique weapon in that <laughs> Not as he. Not only is he just doing that to present personnel problems and call problems for the defense, he can make plays from both spots. He's as good a running back as there is, uh, you know, as far as making people miss, running between the tackles, catching the ball out of the backfield, and then we can line him up in the slot, and, you know, he's a playmaker out there. So he's a great weapon to have. We're, we're really glad he's on our team, and we're continuing to expand his role all the time. Over on the left, we've got Sam Kahn and Mark, yes. and then we'll go to the Sam Kahn with the athletic. Uh, I'm curious, with Eli Stowers going for tight end, how did that come about and how has he adjusted so far? <clears throat> well, so far it's been great. Um, he is a very, very gifted athlete. And, you know, one of the things that we've done, and again, mostly Coach Fisher, is we've been able to squeeze everything out of the talent that we have on this team. Uh, I think, you know, our first year here, uh, Cullen Gillespie's uh, um, an example. You know, he was a guy out there that did some really nice things on special teams, and I think he played some linebacker here. And coach came in and said, you know, we don't have a fullback in the program. That kid looks like he could do pretty well. He put him at fullback and special teams, and we got a lot of uh, mileage out of that. I mean, he was a very productive player for us catching some big fourth down plays against LSU and making some plays and ended up getting drafted because of it. So, you know, one of the things we do is we, we look at our, our team and we're like, we don't want to have these talented guys that are over there watching. And uh, Eli is a guy that we want to look at to see what he can do. He's a very, very intelligent young man. He's a very, very talented young man. He's got great hands and so far looking at him, um, in two days of practice, we think that he could definitely help us uh, at the tight end position, and you know how important that is in our offense, and possibly on special teams. Um, whether he ends up back in the quarterback mix, uh, we'll, we'll take we'll take that as we unfold, as everything you know, as as, as his development unfolds. But um, you know, <clears throat> it's a pretty good situation right there. And again, that's. That's what's exciting about this time of year. This is a brand new team. Last year doesn't count anymore. So all the pieces that we're putting together, defensively, special teams, and offensive-wise, we're kind of molding them to, well, we're a little less experienced at quarterback. So we have to take that into a little bit of consideration. We lost four really good players that started a bunch of games in the offensive line. We're, we're taking that into consideration. Um, but we're also, we have some, some, some real positives to that. Uh, Caleb Chapman's back, who, uh, and hopefully very close to 100%. And we've got some other people um, that, you know, have gotten experience and are returning. So, so this year's team is, is still a, a work in progress. And we've got our really strong points. We've got our points where we're hoping guys come through. Um, so, you know, again, Every year since I've done this, and this is year number 39, you know, there's been a few players that you didn't know if you were going to be able to count on going into the season, and all of a sudden they emerge and they're really helping you. Uh, Devon Chain last year, 
um, you know, as a freshman early on, he didn't get a ton of stuff going, but then mid-season and late in the season, all of a sudden he's another guy that, that added in to, to the process and became a playmaker for us. And so um, that's what's going on right now with this team. Who are the guys that are a little bit new that we can count on and who are the guys that, um, you know, have had great careers up to this point we want them to continue to become even better players and and so we can we can become the best offensive team and the best overall team that we can and Eli's you know had a great attitude about going over there and um, you know working at some tight end at this time to see if he can get in a, in a position to help the team and so far it looks like he can. So we're on the left Mark. Okay. Uh, Mark Passwaters with Rivals. Yep. Um, I was going to ask you a little bit about the receivers that you had come in last year. You were talking about their development. So, hoping you talk about a little bit more about that and uh, you know the, the positive things that you've seen, if any, so far from your receivers. Our receiving core, um, you know, we feel is probably as as strong as it's been since we've been here, and we've got more guys that we think can impact the game. And so um, Coach Craig's done a wonderful job with those guys assembling a group of people that we feel like instead of just having one guy that can take the top off of the defense, we've got a couple of guys. Uh, Caleb Chapman was able to do that for us last year before he got injured. Damon Demas is hopefully going to get uh, healthy for the first time since he's been here and, and be able to jump in there. And we've got a young freshman named Yule Keith Brown that uh, – you know, um, can can absolutely run and can make plays um, with the ball in his hands. And the more guys you have that can impact the game like that, the, 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 the tougher you are to defend. And, uh, you know, Jalen Preston, though, is a guy that's been around, had his best spring last year and is, and is, and is you know, looking to contribute. Um, you know, Anias obviously spends time out there. So, you know, our, our receiving core is very strong and we're hopefully going to be able to throw the ball down the field uh, as good as, if not better than we have at any point since we've been here. Because that's one of the things that, you know, that, that we work to do is to go out and, and recruit some guys and to develop some guys that can, you know, scare the defense and, and we feel like we got them now. From the middle to Brent, and we'll finish okay. with Kirk. Brent Swarman, Houston Chronicle. Yes, sir. Would, would you mind comparing and contrasting your one-two punch at running back and Spiller and Auchain, and also the idea of having those guys back there to take the pressure off a new offensive line and a new quarterback as well, uh, and that kind of talent? There's no doubt. Um, you know, we still believe you've got to run the ball effectively um, to win. Um, and you've got to be able to run it when everybody in the stadium and the other team knows you're going to run it. And that's where Isaiah has just been so strong for us is that, um, you know, not only is he a gifted guy out in space, but he can run the ball between the tackles. He's big enough and strong enough to, you know, hold up. Because as Coach mentioned, this is a big boy league. And those guys get knocked around. They get beat up a little bit. And, and you know, as strong and tough as, as Isaiah is, it's a tough load to carry week in and week out. So Devon, for a smaller guy, uh, surprisingly is very, very powerful. The long run he had in the Orange Bowl to kind of seal the win, uh, two guys had great shots on him and he bounced off both of them before he turned on that sprinter speed. So that one-two punch for us is, uh, is gonna be, it's gonna help our quarterbacks as they, 
as, as they develop to be able to get the ball to some guys that can go make some plays. And, you know, so both of those guys possess the ability that sometimes if the play looks like it's maybe only going to gain a yard or two, might come out of there with a four or five yard gain. And that is, that is a, a big, big difference. But to, to be able to have somebody, um, you know, they both catch the ball out of the backfield extremely well. They're both really good at pass protection. You know, Isaiah's the bigger guy. Um, he's very durable, but for, for Devon, for his size, is not a guy that's going to get knocked off his feet very easily and is not going to get manhandled in pass protection, even though some of these bigger bigger linebackers and defensive ends, he's going to have to block. He did it last year, so we hope he can continue to improve on that. And, yes, with our offensive line being a little young, the better – those guys can see the creases and get through them where it doesn't take as long for them that you don't have to hold your blocks as long. So, um, you know, we feel very, very strong about the one-two punch we have, as you mentioned, with those two guys, And but they've just got to go out and do it. And, and right now in practice, uh, in two days, Isaiah is really dialed in. He's trying to improve some things that, you know, even he feels like he can get better at. Devon is the same way. And, um, you know, that's the that's kind of the theme for us as a team is just continue to get better day in and day out and, um, um, you know, continue to find out what we can do offensively to be as productive as possible. Well, there's Kirk here on the yeah. Hey, Kirk. Hi. Yes, sir. Kirk Austin American. Uh, there's depth on football teams, and I guess there's SEC depth. And just from listening to you, it sounds like y'all are really getting to that point where you have SEC depth. Well, we feel we feel like that. We've got to we've got to grow up in some areas, um, probably faster than than we would we would have hoped to. Um, you know, we feel really good about Haynes King and Zach Calzada, but they haven't played a lot, so they're they're still in their developmental process. To be quite honest, I'm 60 two years old, 61 years old, I'm still in my developmental process. You've got, you need to remain in that through your whole career um, if you're going to continue to, you know, play at any level with success. Tom Brady is still one of the most prepared guys to ever play um, this sport, and that's why he continues to be successful. So everybody's developing, but we have so many more guys that can play the position they're playing here on this football team. Coach Elko talked about our defense, and and they're tremendous. They're 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 talented, um, they're skilled, um, they're tough, they're physical. Um, I would you know we go against them every day, and some days it's 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 rough out there, but it makes us better. And then some days you know we we make some plays, and it makes them better. So that's that's what. Uh, we're hoping to do here is, is to create an, a, a competitive environment that both sides of the ball and in all areas, we're making each other better uh, so that when you get out there on Saturday, it's not a, a, a shock as to what the other guy is capable of doing. And you have to have depth in this league. I think you have to have depth in any league because, you know, it creates competition and you know, guys are going to get knocked around. They're going to get beat up. They're going to get hurt. And you've got to be able to withstand uh, a few of those things throughout a 11, 12, 13 game season. All right. Thank you, Coach. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. So there's Coach Dickey and everything that he had to say about the quarterbacks, about the uh, running backs, the uh, the offense in general, and what direction he thinks uh, the Aggies are headed in 2021. Maybe a little bit of uh, predictions on the success side of, of what's going to happen. 
Uh, of course, Isaiah Spiller, Devon A. Chain, everybody's just like high on these guys in this running game. This running back tandem may be the best in the SEC, maybe best in the country, as far as I'm concerned with uh, with the with what's happening with the Aggies running game for 2021. Coach Dickey's clearly excited. He's he's ready to get the ball rolling here. You guys uh, stay tuned to the Aggies Daily as we talk about what's happening in in uh, camp in this off season as they're padded up and they're practicing. And uh, you know we'll have some more for you every single day. Make sure you tune in daily here to your Aggies Daily Blitz uh, so you can get all of the up-to-date information on what's happening down there in Aggie land and with the football program specifically. We will talk about other sports as things um, as things garner, but, uh, of course, we're going to focus right now on what's happening with the football program and, and uh, Coach Jimbo Fisher and Daryl Dickey and everything that's happening. We'll keep you up to date. So we'll do it all again tomorrow. We certainly appreciate you. Look for me at, at Andy Cartim on Twitter, at Aggies Daily on Twitter is the show. We'll do it all again tomorrow. And until then, we'll see you.